What's it like to be a Jill of all trades in the entertainment industry? We'll talk about it on this episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. Is everybody ready for the Mind Dog Magnificent Show? Start the clock! And welcome. My friends, yet another episode of the Mind Dog TV podcast. I'm Matt Napo. Thanks for coming. It's great to have you here as always. A Wednesday afternoon. I'm losing track of the days again, folks. Um, if you notice on the calendar uh, of uh, shows, next two weeks seem really, really light, and I'm not hustling to fill them in. I think it's about time I take a serious vacation. I know. I've said that before, and it just doesn't ever seem to happen. But I think I'm willing to actually have a vacation. We'll see, though. I have a feeling those dates will fill up anyway, and I'll end up doing shows next week. But uh, I'm one burnt burnt out puppy. Anyway, we're going to be talking about focus today. Uh, my guest today is a, what I like to say, a Jill of so many trades. Podcasting host, published author, poet, writer, keynote speaker, stand-up comedian, television host, radio host. Uh, the list goes on and on. So I want to talk to her today about focus and, and staying focused on uh, what on your goals and how do you uh, stay focused when you do so many different things. Important lesson for all of us. I know as the world uh, uh, changes and the landscape of the work environment changes, people have so many different um, avenues in, in which they kind of express their creativity. Now it seems like everybody in the creative arts is kind of branching out and doing more than one thing. So I think that's an important lesson. Before I bring her in today, I need to talk about today's sponsors. Today's show is brought to you by FunWise Capital. FunWise Capital is a business lender matching platform that gets you the best lines of credit guaranteed. You can apply online in 60 seconds or less. And there's no effect to your credit to see how much you can get. You can use the funding for anything you need to start or grow your business. Wait, did he say start? Yes, you heard me correctly. If you don't have a business, but you got a solid business plan, that can help you get funding. Uh, and I don't mean just a whim or an idea. You have to have a solid business plan, which means getting together with an accountant and a marketing director, a sales director, and all that kind of stuff, and getting it well-documented. If you do all that, that can help you get funding. Get the best funding you can qualify for. Their strategic lender matching platform searches through hundreds of lenders to find the very best possible option for your unique situation. They have hundreds of five-star reviews on Google, Trustpilot, and Facebook, and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They provide unsecured lines of credit at 0% interest for 9 to 15 months, unsecured term loans, loans based on income, short-term gap funding, and bridge loans. They work with real estate, startups, just like I, I already mentioned startups, didn't I? Uh, they work with uh, franchises, restaurants, any kind of business, any kind of project. To get started, it's really simple. You go to apply.funwise.com slash minddog. Apply.funwise.com slash minddog, and they will help you get funding. Link is in the description. I certainly do appreciate you patronizing our sponsors. Now on to today's uh, big program. Uh, the lady we're about to meet Wow, uh, what what a ball of uh, of uh, energy and uh, positive energy and just you know success it seems to be uh, driven within her. Uh, Carmel Lucas is a as I mentioned a podcast host, published author, poet, uh, writer, keynote 
motivational speaker, stand-up comedian, television host, radio host, and so much more. Ladies and gentlemen, please open your ears, open your minds, and help me welcome in Caramel Lucas to the Mind Dog TV podcast. Caramel, welcome. Hey, how are you? I'm I'm well, a little burnt out, but I, I'm I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. Kind of burned out myself, but hey, I keep moving. You well, know, I, I I can't imagine you wouldn't be burnt out. And and <laughs> this is what I, I want to tap into some of your incredible energy here because uh, I just can't imagine how you do so many different things and stay energized and and, and focused on all of those. So, uh, uh, what is what is your? Do you have a primary passion or, or focus on what what you do, or are you just We'll wait and see what, what opportunity presents itself. You know, everything that I do is a passion. You know, I'm a creative, so I like to to keep moving, doing different things to to find that creativity. You know, um, if you say my passion, my passion is stand-up comedy and podcasting. It's one of my two passions, but, and writing poetry. You know what? I like it all, honestly. <laughs> I I just like keep moving. I just love I just love the creativity because each one is a different meaning. You can be whoever you want in each one you, that I do. You know, right? So, I mean, I don't have a pick. I mean, if if I had to pick, stand up comedy is one of the things I love to do. Well, uh, that's interesting because uh, and you are the probably the third or fourth uh, female comic I've had on here. Somebody in active in the stand-up comedy world. Most of the people uh, I get on here are men in the stand-up comedy world and the stand-up comedy world is definitely dominated by men. And I've been yes. wanting to kind of, uh, and, and basically haven't had this conversation, even though I've had a couple of ladies on already uh, from the stand-up comedy world, talk about the, uh, the differences and the inequality. Of course, we know inequality is everywhere with, with men and women in the workplace uh, right. for fairness and, and, and the money and all that stuff. Uh, but in stand-up comedy, it seems to be extremely prevalent. And I'll, I'll, tell, I'll give you an example. Uh, looking at Foxwoods Casino, which is a big comedy venue up in Connecticut across the sound from where I am, this summer I looked at their schedule and the top male comedians were getting $350 a ticket and the top, oh, wow. female, top female comedians are getting 30 to $40 a ticket. That's wow. Uh, that's a disparity. And so yeah. uh, talk to me a little bit about the struggles uh, of being a lady in the comedy business. Well, in the comedy business, it's kind of hard because, you know, women can't be, when, when a woman try to be nasty, like I'm a type of female that I just say whatever that comes out of my mouth, you know. <laughs> so whatever comes in my mouth might be nasty. It might be funny. And you know what I'm saying? But it's just like if you're a woman, you can't say the same thing as a man can say, you know. And they look at you like, what? what is she talking about? Well, if, if a man say it, it's a, a, a different a different attitude and everybody, I, I don't know. It's kind of hard for a woman. We have to go above our standards to to equal out to be a part of the man society in the comedy. Um, we can't talk nasty or or we have to be clean or whatever. I'm not clean, okay? I am not clean. I'm telling you, I will say whatever that comes out of my mouth. I've been looking at, um, I've been watching Richard Pryor as I grew up. I watch Red Fox as I grew up. So my thing is, I bernie mac so my thing is 
I love the way they carry themselves and how they do it. And so I picked it up from them and now my mouth is dirty, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I grew up on that stuff too. I have to say, uh, either you're, uh, you look far younger than you are or, or there's some, uh, because I I grew up on Red Fox records. I grew up with Richard Pryor and Bernie Mac too. And, but I'm, I'm an old guy. You look very young. I'm just wondering. Well, you know what, when your parents, when your parents is is watching Red Fox or listen to Richard Pryor, you're going to sneak and start to listen to what they saying, even though you're supposed to be in bed sleep, you still, you're still going to sneak and, and start listening. So I still start listening to them when my mom will turn on the comedy channel and Richard Pryor's on the channel and I I'm supposed to be asleep. I'm sneaking in the hallway trying to figure out what he's saying so I can say, you know, later down the line. But, you know, it, it's kind of hard for women, but I, I love being me. You know, being me is, is is being the true self of who I am. And I, I can be clean if I want to. A lot of people say that, girl, you should be, you know, you should start being clean. But I'm, I don't think, I mean, I can be clean with certain events or whatever, but I like to go into clubs and, and say what I want to say. I don't have to cover up anything, you know? Right. Uh, obviously, you've, you've hosted television, so you can be, yeah, obviously you have the ability to work clean. Well, I have the ability, look, I have the ability to be clean and I, and I know how to be clean. But when, when you go to comedy clubs, and you know, and you get a couple drinks into you, you know, things come out that you just didn't know that's gonna come out. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, you know what? So. What, what about? Because um, there's a big thing now about the treatment of women by other, uh, by male comics in uh, in the comedy world, and you know, it's part of that whole Me Too stuff. But it's especially, uh, at least uh, from what I hear on Twitter uh, from female comedians about, um, you know, the old boys club and the locker room mentality, and you have to do certain things to get uh, mic time uh, as a lady. Do you have you experienced any of that? Or I never, I never experienced any of that because I just tell a person, a person really quick about what I'm about. Um, I'm not gonna lay on my back to get to get on the mic. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm just yeah. not, I'm just not gonna do it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do no sexual favors for anybody just for me <laughs> to to get some time. It's not gonna happen. So I just let them know straight up. You know, they be looking at me. You know, when you're in the green room, they're looking at you like, you know, no, nobody. We were sorry to have lost you there, but I can uh, I can understand what's going on now. You're not driving, right? You're sitting still in the car. I, I was sitting still in the car, and what happened was I would try not to um, cut on the expedition, so it won't um, heat because I, I have things to do. And my phone actually overheated while I was sitting here. So you know it had to be really hot out here. To wow. Where are you? What? I am over here by um, – I'm in Orlando, but I'm in Winter Garden. And I had like a little meeting, and then so I was like, "Oh my God, let me get up here with my mind dog TV." <laughs> so I'm here now. Now back to what I was saying. I am not gonna lay down on someone on my back or give anybody a blowjob, a BK, <laughs> just to get on a mic. I'm not gonna do it. So you might as well go ahead and walk the other direction because I'm not the one. Does that make it uh, harder to get a mic time though, and and get? Yes, it does. And 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 think about it is that's why you know a lot of people when you when you don't do what they want you to do, you know you don't get the time that you want. And I know a, a great example. I went to this uh this this comedy club, and it was like talent night, open mic night, 
And he's pick, picking out the ones that he wants to come every Saturday to perform, right? So he, when I walked in, he was like, oh, you look gorgeous. Uh, I love the way you smell. You smell like caramel. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know what this is. You know what I Oh, you know, I'm booking people for shows and stuff like that. And I want you to come every Saturday. As long as you smell good like you're smelling. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. So when I told him no, and I got on stage and did what I did, you know, I performed or whatever. But when I told him no, I'm not going to like, you know, because he was getting that touchy, touchy feeling. I'm like, hold up. No, wait, wait. And so he never called me back to be on the show. <laughs> I already knew what it was. So he never called me back. He was like, I'm, I'm not messing that girl. That's, you know? that's kind of messed up, I have to say. It's really, uh, but it is very prevalent. And I think, and I don't know why uh, comedy uh, particularly uh, ended up being there. Because it's not, I can tell you it's not that way in music. Uh, I, I mean, I've never seen that in music. And I know back in the day, of course, and I suppose uh, on the, record company you know when they go to sign the big deal there's a casting couch for you know record labels and all that kind of stuff but i've never seen it uh in clubs or club level stuff uh ever with with women so it's just it's curious to me how it how comedy went that way but it's sad that it is that way um are you uh, you based in orlando is that where you're based i'm based in orlando yeah so uh, do you primarily, when you're doing stand-up, is it in the local area or do you branch out and, and, and do the road the road comic uh, experience? I, I branch myself out. I book myself in different places. But um, recently um, I've been uh, focusing on um, other things. But I've been doing stand-up and stuff like that. I have a couple of shows to do in North Carolina or whatever. I'm going to go there soon. But I also do here locally, I do a open mic night every third uh, week, every month. And I'll do an open mic so people can have opportunity to have a talent to come out and show their talent or whatever. And just be themselves and have a good time. And so I host that every month, every third right. week. Um, you Before when we were talking, when we first got started, you mentioned some influences uh, and I had had to notice that all three were male. Now, they were great, great guys. I mean, Red Fox, Richard Pryor, and Bernie Mac, great comedians. Uh, did Were you influenced by any ladies, comedians? Wanda Sykes. Okay. <laughs> funny. Yeah, just the way she talked, you know. She was funny. Um, She's like one of the, the female comedians. I'm like, wow, she's crazy. And uh, probably, I don't know if you know her, but some more. Oh, um. Yeah. I love her too. I just love her filthy mouth that when she come out and say stuff and I just love the way she does herself. I like Monique too, you know, and I think she's funny, but if it, anybody that is my idol, I would say uh, more and Wanda Sykes. I think them two are funny. Whoopi Goldberg was funny too now. You yeah, know? you know. So, but she wasn't really I, a comedian. I, I don't, I mean, you know. I agree, was. She was funny. I don't know what happened to Whoopi. Like, whether, whether, because she was hysterical when she when she was doing stand up and, and she was doing yeah. one woman shows and stuff. I don't know what she got like really serious and really and I, there's nothing wrong with b- being passionate about issues and all that stuff. I'm not sure if uh, that that daytime show uh, the View or whatever has kind of done that. 
Uh, but for you know, people tend to, and I think it's it's a trend in comedy, which is is interesting. Is that uh, once you become successful in comedy, you you no longer are so uh, concerned with being funny. You want to be almost put out a lecture. I, I noticed that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that, I think Dave Chappelle is kind of at that point where he's gone from being the funniest man in in comedy to now. And then uh, again, I don't see that there's anything wrong with it, but being more of like a stately college professor giving out uh, commentary on world issues and politics and things like that. Do you do you see that happening? I see that happening. A lot of comedians do that. They go the opposite direction, and, and how they became funny, I feel like they should continue being that way. You know, um, that's what people love about you. They love the funny part of you. You know, and. I don't know. If I became famous, I would never change nothing. That's what I say now. But a lot of people are like, oh, that's what you say now. But when you get big money, you're going to start talking about other shit. But excuse my language, but... No, you anyway, can say whatever you want here. <laughs> so, so the thing about it is, it's like, I don't feel a person should change. But, you know, when you in TV and stuff like that, I feel like sometimes they, they make you change. Right. Uh, and you become someone different. You're not the same person as you was before. They want you to be more commercial or more this. And when you were, how you became famous, that's what you should say as, you know? Yeah. They, yeah. they change you all the time. So, I mean, anybody, I mean, I don't want nobody to change me. So. I don't, I think you'd probably uh, be pretty strong in that. You seem like you have a very, uh, uh, <laughs> Strong personality, that put us that way. Um, yeah, I mean, raised around boys. I, look, I grew up. That's why when I said the men comedy is because I was raised around boys. You know, um, a lot of female comics, you know, I like, but I like that hardcore stuff. You know, yeah. and the hardcore stuff comes from a, from the man point of view. You know, right. and that's what I've been raised around boys. So that's all I know. Only female and siblings. And all boys, hey, you're gonna be you're gonna be hardcore regardless of the fact, right? Right. So uh, on your podcast now, what is the name of your podcast? It's called Keeping It Real with Caramel, as we say, 100. Okay. And uh, uh, what what is the focus? Are you of um, interviewing comedians? Are you interviewing business people? What what is the focus of the podcast? So first time I, I when I when I started, it was about comedians, but then I was like, you know what? I think everybody needs to be heard. So it's about entrepreneurs that want to be heard, want to tell their truth, want to let people know, like, like I started this way. I, I've been through so many things in my life, but now here I am. You know, I have so many people that came because a lot of people think that you get rich overnight. <laughs> a lot of people say, a lot of people think that, you know, that, that you don't go through anything to become, you know, to be where you at. But you got to realize that it's a it's a backstory of how they got to where they are and why they're doing the purpose of what they're doing and why they're doing it. Right. And that's for my podcast is to, to dig down and let's be friends. Let's talk. Let's see what people let's tell people what you've been through and where you at now so they can know that it's not easy. It doesn't come overnight, you know, and this is what you go through. And I want everybody to be heard. I don't care if you're an artist. I don't care if you're a porn star. I, if you're an entrepreneur. Then you are entrepreneur. I don't care if you are a stripper. I don't care if you, whatever you are, and you are entrepreneur. You making money? Let's go. You can be a drug dealer. I don't care. You making money though? You're entrepreneur. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it no, I, 
I, I hear you. And uh, have you had any porn stars on your show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't had any porn stars, but I was looking for some to come up here so they can tell me what the real deal is. You know, I've so, had one, and I, I can recommend it. I can recommend her to you because I think she'd be she'd be pretty good. But I've had one on here. Uh, very uh, very different experience for me because I was kind of intimidated by it. You know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't talk, to, uh, you know, to, to porn stars every day, and so <laughs> or ever, and so that you know, for me, it's, it's kind of uh, like I don't know where I can go without, you know, it, it's a sensibility issue too. I like, am I going to be a creep or I'm going to am I going to ask like typical fan porn star fan questions? And I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of the genre, so I don't know them and I don't know about them. So so it's an, a tricky thing, but I can help you get. I can help you get one. I know. <laughs> I would love to talk to him because I would want to know, like, the backstory of what ch- made you choose that 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 journey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you know, how many men at one time? I mean, like, come on, let's get some real talk here. You know. <laughs> Well, I, I I was interested in that too, and also the fact that uh, the one I did talk to, she was married to, and I believe her husband was a porn star, and the idea of jealousy and all that's uh, how do you stay in a committed, you know, relationship with someone when they know your job is going out to have sex with somebody else? That's gotta be. <laughs> And then another thing too is I, I would ask like how are you getting satisfied by your husband when you might have somebody way better than him, you know what I'm saying? So right. vice versa, if he's out there doing the same thing, how do y'all make yourselves happy? You right. know, you might find a female that that can do double tricks, and you and you only do single ones, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, after the fact, after the interview, I had to go uh, research some of her work. And I, I got to tell you, for an old man like me, it was shocking. I was like, oh, my God. I, I, I mean, blushing and just like I had to tell my wife. I mean, I, uh, do, do, people, do people really do this kind of stuff in real life? I mean, or is this a portrayal of what's really happening? I mean, obviously, it's... Um, pumped up and and kind of overdone but is is that how people really see sexual relations in, in the world today it's it's mind-boggling uh, do you, yeah. uh, <laughs> what, yeah. what do you what what is your uh take on that do you th- because i think it's gone way over the top i mean but i don't know i'm I, an old man i don't know i think that people are being people i think that this has been happening for a long time it's just coming out in the world you know and i feel like this is what's happening. This is the news. And people have to realize, like, back in the day, they was doing the same thing. They was watching TV, having sex with everybody. I you know said, I said that to I said that to the porn star when I had her on because she was like she was under the impression that the you know sexual revolution changed everything. I said I don't I don't think so. I think my grandmother's day they were pretty wild. We just don't hear about it, and they wouldn't have filmed. exactly. <laughs> we don't have, we don't have. They didn't have the internet. Right. They didn't of the stuff that we have the technology that we have so they was back there doing dirt way back in the day you know but no one knew because they didn't have the technology now we have the technology to see what everybody is doing and now we're like oh god i didn't know that happened oh yeah you did it was happening back in the day so don't play like come on so you know i think that this is what the world is about the world is about change right so if anybody want to have i mean they have if they're well, if they're single or married, however they do their relationship, that's their relationship. 
you know, everybody don't see the same way of a relationship, but some people understand each other and, they, and that's what they want to do, then go for it. It's not bothering me. I don't care if you have five, five, six, seven, eight. I don't care. Right. You know, but at the end of the day, you can't judge people for what they do. You know, you just got to say that's their life and keep moving. Some people want to judge and call them names and stuff like that. You can't judge just because I think people that call them names is jealous. But they can't do it. Oh, yeah. No doubt about it. I was going to say that. Uh, basically, I feel like I don't know if jealousy, but I feel like I missed something. And I like I all these experiences. And I, I said this to my wife the other night. It's like it's not like I'm I'm too old to do anything about it at this point anyway. But right. uh, when I see all the, the and hear about these things, I'm like, man, did I miss out on a part of my life? I should have been doing. <laughs> I should have been much more wild. I mean, you know. You hear about I think mean, you, you did your life the way you thought you should do it, but at the end of the day, some people is so out, you know, adventurous. They want to go and, and 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 test a lot of things, you know, and be who they are. Maybe that's the way they are, you know, just like any other any other body. Like it, everybody want to be different, you right. know what I mean? Right now, you experience in life, you know. As someone told me before, you only die once. So meaning is that you got to enjoy your life no matter what you do, how you do it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I'm gonna my life. So if I want, if I want ten or twenty, hey, that's what it is. You can call me a hoe. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna still do me. Yeah. But at the time, I'm I'm very picky. So you know, but I. But same time, you know. Oh, we we're kind of having some audio issues all of a sudden. I think did your did your so, air conditioning just? It's just up? what it is. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um. What about a support system for your creativity? You know, a lot of creative people, uh, they get in the world, uh, they're out there trying to do things that, you know, make them happy, whether it's comedy, whatever, performing, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and friends and family are not always uh, all supportive of, of your dream and what you want to do. What What is your system like? Do you have a uh, good support system, people who build you up, or do you, are you constantly uh, having to kind of build yourself up? Well, <laughs> ah, you know what? Me personally, I don't know. I think I'm a, just a busy body. <laughs> you know, I just, just don't want to sit down and do, I just don't, I don't know. I just like being active and being creative is what I love to do, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but so that nobody, uh, I mean, people who kind of are your support system and, and kind of hold you up and kind of uh, encourage you to keep doing that stuff versus some people. I know when I was young, there were a lot of people who were trying to get me to convince me to give up on all creative stuff. And why don't you just go get a regular job and be a regular person? Have you had any of that or, or had to deal with it? Uh, no, actually I, I have people who are like, Oh, I can't believe that, that you're doing this and you're doing that. You know what I'm saying? And um, they encouraged me to do, to do, more stuff but i can't put any more stuff on my plate because the thing about it is with me is it's like you know i'm always thinking of a new ideas and i'm always want to experience the new ideas i don't care if they fail i don't care if they be good it's just like i want to try something new and if you don't try it how do you know it's going to succeed right no i get it you 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 know if the one way to ensure failure is to never try uh, so is there anything 
could you do so much stuff here? Uh, is there anything uh, on your bucket list that things that you want to do? I mean, creatively now, not necessarily go like go climb Mount Mount Everest or any of that kind of nonsense. Uh, but I mean, on your bucket list as far as creatively that you want to do that you haven't done. Well, uh, another creative thing is I want to be, I want to be a stripper. No, it's funny. <laughs> Uh, that's okay. No, that's um, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Um, I think I have done like I am doing what, what, what I want to do, and I I don't have anything on my list that I that I want to do right now, but um, I think that I'm gonna keep continue creating some shit that that people might not want to see, but at the same time, I'm not doing it for them. I'm doing it for me, Right. you know, and everything that I do is because I wanted to say I did it, you know, before I get off this earth, I want to be able to say I did that or something happened. So one can say, Oh, I remember when Caramel did this. And I remember when Caramel did that, you know, I want to leave at least someone talking about me before, you know, when I go, and right. be like, I can't, I, yeah, I remember when Caramel did that. So I'm just trying to leave a footprint on earth so people can say that I did it, you know? Legacy, right. Yeah, I, I agree. I basically have the same uh, uh, outlook on stuff. I, I'm kind of getting to the end of the road here, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I've, I've achieved all that. How would you measure success for, for yourself? I mean, because uh, it's a difficult thing in this life. Are you People want to... Uh, measure success for you or dictate what success means how do you go about kind of defining what it means to be successful like let's say you're you're starting when you wrote your book uh did you have plans with publishing um a a milestone that's getting it published a milestone that said i've been successful was it based on how many sales and when you reach that number of sales how do you define what makes you successful? well based on the sales um you know only thing I say is my sales are, are good when it comes to the with my book and my poetry. And, you know, I'm glad that people are buying it. But at the same time, you know, um, I want people to buy more books. <laughs> and, you know, but at the same time, you know, right now, the way the world's going, you know, things are very, you know, crazy right now. But everything is good with me. You know, I don't ask for too much. I just want people to buy my book or go on my website and purchase something, do something. But yeah. at the end of the day, if they don't do it, at least I know that it's out there. And if you do want it, then you go get it. If you don't want it, I'm not going to force anyone. You better go get my book. But right. I'm like, you know, it's there for you to read or whatever and go for it. You know, it's a good book. Shit, like, come on, like, you can't, you can't be life situations, you know. It's about life situations, so, you know. And it, uh, it's called, uh, in love with the other man. Now, tell me, tell in me love with the other man. What, and the what, thing about with that is, like, it's not male bashing and it's not woman bashing, but it do show you that it's a lot of good women out there and a lot of good men out there, and so. I mean, it's life situations. Like I said, it's about it's erotic, a lot of sex, you know. <laughs> it is. It's a uh, <laughs> so. I mean, it's a good book. I, I mean, if you like erotic books and romance books and life situations, then that's the book for you. Is it? Uh, it's it's all fiction, right? It's fiction. Well, yeah, it's fiction. 
Uh, to a point, you know. Right. right. Uh, well, I wanna... I've seen a lot of things in life. So me seeing a lot of things in life, I wrote about it, and I didn't put nobody's name on. It. I should have, but I didn't. But you know. <laughs> well, that's kind of uh, something I talk to authors about on a regular basis. Is uh, this idea of, yeah, it's fiction, but I always think the protagonist, the the main character, has a lot of qualities of the authors and in some way it's always um somewhat uh, i don't want to say biographical but there's a lot of you in that uh that main character the protagonist am i writing that with your story or not well when i was writing the main character it's actually four of them and someone asked me does each character have a little part of me and i'm gonna say yep and that's the reason why I wrote it, because I have a little part of each of the characters, you know, and um, and that's why I wrote it, honestly. But I have friends that is one character. I have another friend that's another character. And and I just put it all together. And and that's what it came. I mean, you know, um, I feel like it's a good book. Everybody read it. It was like, where's the second? And it takes time. People think that writing is easy. Writing is not easy. You have to you have to want to write, and you have to get into the writing. You know, Absolutely. you just can't do it right away. You cannot. It's just like it's hard because you have to have that mindset of okay, I'm ready to write this book, but then you get off track because you get writer's block because you don't know what you're writing. Well, uh, I'm glad to hear you say that in in one sense, because I've been working on two books, one I started five years ago, one I started two years ago, and I do uh, get to that point where I put them both down for a a period of time and walk away with it, and uh, when it comes to writer's block, I think it's just, I'm not sure what I want to say, and and it's as simple as that, and I gotta have to think about it, and part of that, they say the struggle with writer's block is just write something, uh, even though it's not going to be what you want. You can always edit it later, but you know, the best way to get out of what people think of as writer's block is just to do, write something, anything, not be afraid to write junk. (laughs) Well, when, yeah, when I get writer's block, I just walk away from it because I don't want to write something that I know that I'm not going to use, you know? And I think it's to me, to me, my opinion is useless of me writing something that I'm not going to use. And then I'm going to just, throw it away anyway because i don't want to use it you know so i have to walk away and get my mind clear and then as i get my mind clear maybe get some moscato or something and then i'll think about it and i go back and say okay i'm ready to write again you know but i just can't write just anything i just can't do it so uh with your stand-up comedy are you the kind of person who actually writes down your material and 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 rehearses it or you a more of a uh, crowd working and off the cuff type of what, what's the experience on that? Cause I'm trying to get where I'm going to here is the difference and similarities. If, if there are any between writing a book and writing for standup comedy. Well, I'm a type of, of comedian that, um, that sometimes I write, I don't practice anything, you know what I mean? Cause I, I feel like practicing is that you're going to forget what you're going to say on stage. I agree. And, um, uh, I would be like, <laughs> Oh man, what I supposed to say? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I will write down, for example, I will write down like grandma, right? So that means I'm gonna talk about my grandmother. 
You know what I mean? I know exactly what I'm going to say about my grandmother. Right. Or I'll write down something like in the bathroom. And then I know that I'm going to talk about something in the bathroom. But I just can't practice something that I'm going to forget later because they said the practice doesn't seem real. You know, and you want to be on stage and you want to feel real and say how, you know, react to it. Because when you practice, you, you, you're like, it's like acting, actually. You know, you have to read the, the, the words over and over and over again. And then when you get on set, you have to do the, the scene. Well, that that shows acting. So when you're on stage as a comedian, you want to show people the firsthand, fresh, new, what you're going to do on stage, you know? Gotcha. Yeah, no, I, I always, I, I feel the same way. I don't, with my band, we've never had a rehearsal in 21 years. <laughs> we basically, we, we looked at our early gigs as paid rehearsals, but, um, uh, you know, we've never actually had like a real rehearsal. And I hate that. I think it takes the spontaneous, uh, spontaneity out of it. And it, it takes uh, a lot of the magic, that energy. But I know many comedians who will write out their entire set, rehearse it, and and get down. And some of them are the most successful comedians I've known. So uh, I guess there's something to that, but I just never could can relate Yeah, to some that. do, and, and they come out perfect. Right. You know what I mean? They come out so perfect. And I'm like, wow, that look, that's good. You know what I mean? And yeah. some comedians can't do it. Some comedians be like, okay, I wrote it down, but then they come out like I want it to come out, you know? And it depends on the person or how, how the person, you know, can get on stage and do their performance, their set. You know, right. everybody can't do the same thing. Everybody's not going to be a one-liner. Some people are going to be storytellers and some people are going to be one-liners and some people are not. So it depends on the person that they are to, 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 to perform in front of the audience. But I love the audience. I love, look, I'm going to tell you, like when I did my drag queen show, that was one of the best shows I ever did. And I love drag queens. Okay. So I did a drag queen show and it was in Naples, Florida. And what this show is that it's called uh, Stand Up or Get Dragged Down. <laughs> and Stand Up means that you can stand up on stage as long as they like you or they drag you the hell off the stage if they don't. And when I got on stage, they let me stand up. They let me talk like I want. But I was talking about all kinds of things, you know, adult things, you know. And so they loved it. And so that was like one of the best shows. I mean, going to a drag queen show and doing stuff like that, that is awesome. Um, I'm always uh, confused. And I, I'm, believe me, I'm an open-minded guy, whatever you want, whatever folks you vote. But I don't, I don't, I'm confused by the fascination with drag queens. I mean, it's, you would think, um, however many thousands of years into humanity, uh, the, the, uh, the the newness of a man dressed as a woman or 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 pretending to be a woman uh would, would at some point become you know no big thing like but it, it would, people are still fascinated by them we and i have a friend who just he goes to drag queen shows all the time and i'm like what's the big fascination there why why is it so popular can you help me i mean you know what i feel like it's just like women dressing up as men. Yeah, women and can do that and not women. be a drag queen. Like women, uh, I mean, 
when I was a kid. But listen, it's it's basically the same thing, and I feel like that 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 is fine. That is okay. You yeah, can be who you want to be. If that's what you want to do, it's some pretty pretty drag queens out here. Don't play. And I'm looking like, oh my gosh, she's gorgeous. And it's it's just it's just it's just the way they are. Yeah. And I feel like if that's who you want to be, then be who you are, you know? Right. And I know a lot of people is like, you know, he, that's a boy. He just like a female, but that's okay. They're more, okay they're beautiful. Too. And I don't have, look, I'm open-minded. Me too. Okay. I'm very open-minded and I don't care about how you look or who you look like or what you look like as long as you respect me for who I am. You know what I mean? I, I don't care about what you do, how you do it, when you do it, or how many people you did it with, as long as you respect me. Right. You know? No, I agree. Uh, and I, I'm definitely, you know, when it comes outside of entertainment, uh, you know, people, you know, whatever floats your boat sexually, I, you know, or, or gender-wise or any of that stuff, I, I don't have any judgment about that. And I don't have any judgment about the drag queens. I'm just confused by why it's it's such a popular entertainment thing. And here's the thing that I, I'm confused about. And I don't know. I don't go to a lot of drag queen shows. But I'm under the impression that most of the acts are based on women from my generation and before, like uh, you don't see, and maybe I'm I'm wrong about this, but and you having done one of these shows or or more than one, maybe uh, can can correct me if I'm wrong. You don't see people doing like younger female stars, like you don't see guys coming out doing a, like Billy Ellish or uh, Rihanna or or those people. It's all Cher, Judy Garland, still I don't know older older ladies. Why do you think that is? I, I I I don't know, but I do know that Cher and them they share Whitney Houston. Whitney all Houston. them share they Aretha Franklin. You right. know what I mean? They adore people like that. You know what I'm saying? Patty Labelle. You know, and this is what people adore. So at the end of the day, every. I have been to drag queen shows and I have been to like the, 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 I've been to, I've been to gay clubs before, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. going to the shows and seeing what songs they be playing and how they be dancing and having a good time. Look, it's amazing. These women are idols to them and they want to be just like that. You know what I mean? And I, and I, and I appreciate that because you know, it's no normal female that's going to be dressed up like that. Come on now. We know no, we don't dress up like know. that at all. But at the end of the day, we don't do that extra spunk or put that extra makeup on. And if we did, how would we look? I do not know. But I think that it's phenomenal. I look at RuPaul all the time. RuPaul is one of my favorite. You know, and I just love the way the girls come up there and do their thing, you know, walking the runway, doing it. And RuPaul is an idol now, right. you know? The only problem I ever had was RuPaul, and it's not its not like a big problem. It's just I felt like when he was uh, bullying Milton Berle a little bit uh, on a, some award show. I forget what it was, but uh, he was definitely... And I get, you know, uh, whatever, if people think Milton Borough was a bigot or whatever, you know, but I think it, at the 
because he was such a frail old man at the time, and RuPaul seemed to be really just enjoying bullying him. That kind of was a turn off for me. But uh, I don't know, but I don't have a problem with RuPaul. I just love him. I want his money, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, other I, than that, I think I think he's gorgeous. I think like I think like like I said before, like time has changed. No doubt, and about. you're gonna see. The things that used to be normal, though I'm gonna say it like this: the things that used to be abnormal is normal, you yeah. know. And this world is becoming to be a world that is called unique, different, you know. Yeah. And if you're gonna live in the world, you have to accept what is going on in the world. You can't right. you can't fight it because as our kids grow up, it's going to be another change to the world, right. you know, and we just have to live in the world and die afterwards and say, hey, we <laughs> we made it like we did now. Like, but it's just like, this is what it is. And you can't <laughs> complain about it because you win it. And no, they say I, you change Everything's changed every day. Right. So I we're going to be it's going to be a change daily. Yep. Yep, I hear you. And I want to comment on that, but it just occurred to me. <laughs> I forgot about this. I'm working with a drag queen Saturday, this Saturday, who's doing a share show. Uh, just in case people are like, oh, I can't believe you were talking about that and, and, and didn't know and didn't mention it. And, and it's the same place that uh, worked with a Diana Ross, uh, queen, female impersonator, uh, two years ago, or right, right before uh, all the lockdown pandemic nonsense so uh back at the same place out in orient long island new york where we'll be working with the drag queen this weekend i said i've never been to one of those shows but i've actually had had them open (laughs) (laughs) but uh, uh, to your point about being different at some point you everybody trying to be different it loses its ability to be different anymore because now if everybody's trying to be different and, and and doing the same things all of a sudden you're not different you're all, you're part of being normal again so i, I think sometimes it, it will be cyclical like and kind of people will become more i don't want to say um conservative because that's not i don't mean politically conservative i mean uh old-fashioned and, and kind of go back and thinking that's the way to stand out and be different and differentiate yourself from the crowd. If everybody else is going wild and being shocking or trying to break down barriers and, and become different, all of a sudden different becomes uh, same. And so now the way to be stand out is to go back to doing traditional, you know. Well, I, well yeah. Yeah, because everybody's trying to, to stand. Like you said, I agree. Everybody's trying to stand out. Yeah. You know, everybody's trying to be different, but at the same time, the next person trying to be the next person to be different. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And right, maybe being different is going back to the tradition. You know, that's different. Like, oh, okay, you back to the old school. But I don't really think like I think everybody's trying to be themselves. You know, I think now in the society, everybody is, as they say, getting out the closet. Yeah. And they're being themselves. This is where they were for a long time. And finally, the world is accepting who they are, you know? And I think, like, this is a good time for them or everybody to come out and be 
who they supposed to be. Right. I agree. You know, because, you know, a long time back in the day, if they found out that something about you that was wrong was different, you know, they'll they'll say something or your parents are feel embarrassed by you or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Because they wasn't used to it. You know, they're like, oh, they told me that you were da 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 da. And I'm like, and then you had to deny it, deny it, deny it, deny it. But then now, society, now that you don't have to deny anything, you can be whoever you want to be. And that's a good thing about society today. I agree. You know, I was shocked recently. We, uh, my drummer called us up and said he had a last minute gig. You guys want to take the gig? We thought we were off that night. We said, sure, we'll play the gig. It turned out to be a dive biker bar. And, his son, who is experimenting with cross-dressing now, I guess uh, that's the best way to put it because he's, he's not, not doing it great. <laughs> but he showed up. His son came to the bar, you know, showed up in, you know, women's clothing and, and was, uh, I don't want to say in drag because it's not drag. It's it's cross-dressing. It's transvestite. But uh, and we're fine with that. But I thought, you know, in a, a biker bar, uh, you know, a dive bar like that, in my day, he would have got beaten up just for showing up that way. But nobody gave him any problem at all. He, they just accepted him, and which was shocking to me, but in a good way. I was really surprised that people are uh, not as uh, as stupid as you think they are sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, you know what? It shouldn't shock anybody. I know. You know? It's shocking it, it that, shock that it didn't shock right now because you know the world is changing. We see it on the news how everything is changing. We see we see a lot of things in the news, and I don't see why people should be so shocked about what what change is. You know, yeah. um, it's 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 older people now that that we didn't know anything about, and they're coming out the closet as well. And we're like, what? We didn't even know. You know what I'm saying? So everybody is being themselves. And that's what the world is about. You have to be yourself. People think something's wrong with a person just because they want to be a girl, just because they want to be a boy, or just because they choose the significant other as a man or another female. You know what I mean? But that's not, that's their preference. Whatever they choose to do with their lives, that's their lives. You don't have to pay their bills. You don't have to clothe them or feed them. So it's none of your damn business about what they do and how they do it. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel about it. And then I'm like, uh, you love people for who they are, not for what they do. Exactly. I agree. I, and you know? it, it's always surprising to me to see uh, people later in life uh, coming out and, and, you know, they say coming out of the closet. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. It should be surprising. Be, yeah. it, should. <laughs> it must have been a huge closet, man. I'm telling this you. Is the way they, this is the way, this is the way they were. This is the way they were the whole time. So, why are you why are you so surprised like they were scared to come out in the world and let the world know who they are because they've been judged for a long time so you know we are judgmental people yeah i know and I we know judge that. everything that someone do or how they do it you know what i mean and I if someone walked the street the wrong way oh they walk left they supposed to write right you know what i mean Right. Or is someone looking at you the wrong way? Why are you looking at me like that? Or are they judging you for how you look or how you look like or whatever? So we are judgmental people. So, of course, the old heads are not going to come out like that because back in the day, they couldn't do it. And so right. now they can. So 
this is the time for them to come out and be themselves. Right. I had a a, uh, a stand-up comedian on who was spent uh, 30 years in the business as a male stand-up comedian, eventually had a sex change, and now he's in his 60s and he's a, a you know, female comedian. But his son, his son uh, was having a... Uh, some kind of party to honor him and people were like, you know, oh, my father's here and expecting to see a man walk through and they see this old old lady walk through the door. Like, I thought this was about your father. That's my father. That's, kind of, that's a very uh, unusual place to be. But um, in your, all of things that you do, the one thing that I think is not there, which is surprising, is music. Is there any music in you at all, or do you have any aspirations in that? But you see, though, you know, and I had a I had a friend that I didn't even know. I've been knowing my friend for years. I didn't even know, didn't know. But, you know, um, she came out, and I love her more now than I ever did before, only because it's just like, you know, I had a couple friends that came out uh, and I'm like, wow, I didn't even know this. You know what I'm saying? You never made a pass to me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so like, what was wrong with me? No, but, <laughs> but seriously though, but as long as, as they're happy and they're living happy, that's all that matters. Right. Yeah. No, I, I agree, and uh, it's good to hear that you have that attitude towards stuff. Now, uh, with, with the, I will. I know we're running out of time here, and I want to be respectful of your time. With the poetry stuff, have you have you given any thought to uh, lending that to music or in any way, or 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 is that just is that something that is a uh, vocation for you, or just a, like you, you, what what is behind the what is the reason for the poetry? Is it something that you know, you see as a career thing or it's just something that fulfills you spiritually and, and makes you happy to do. Tell me about the poetry. Mm. I, I don't know about music. You said music. Uh-uh. Um, I don't think I want to get into music. You really? Know? No, um, I don't, I mean, I would, I don't even know, you know what, music, 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 the music industry, I mean, maybe write a song or something or whatever, boy, I don't know, I think I, I like the poetry part of it, I like writing poetry, you know, and maybe I can transfer my poetry to music, yeah, I don't know how that goes or whatever, but I don't know, I, I don't, I don't think I want to get in the music industry, I, mean, I, I don't think it's for me. I'm you know? surprised that, uh, by that because most of the people I know who write poetry uh, have some kind of, um, I don't want to say musical aspirations, but a music um, rhythm to the way they write poetry and kind of have a musical voice behind the poem. Uh, so not, uh, Yeah, a lot of people that write poetry um, gets into music, uh, but I don't think that I want to do that. I don't want to live in that that type of environment um in the music no, environment okay. um yeah, yeah, yeah. no i mean i mean i might write a song or two and try to make some billions or something maybe write for chris brown or somebody <laughs> like that you know what i'm saying but other, <laughs> but other than that you know what i'm saying i'm not i'm not into i love music trust me i do but i don't think i want to get into it because you know i could be 
I don't know. I don't I don't think I want to do that. I think I want to continue writing poetry, keep continue getting into books and let people read my poetry. Other than that, you know, I mean, I could be a ghostwriter for somebody, but. Have you know. have you had have you had any of that experience ghostwriting? Um, I I I did a you know one one I did one, and it went well. Um, but it was like hectic to me. You know what right. I mean? It was it's so hectic to me, and and I don't like being overwhelmed because when I do something, I want to enjoy it. And if I, I can't enjoy it, being overwhelmed and it's hectic. Then I don't want to deal with it. I, I, I walk you. away from it. You know, um, I want to enjoy it, everything. It's like having sex. You want to enjoy it. You want to take your time, right? You so don't I want, want it to be take a my job, time right? And enjoy it, and I couldn't enjoy it. So I was like, uh, uh-uh, this is too much for me. It's going too fast. So <laughs> I had to walk away from it. So I didn't want to do that anymore. Well, thank you for that because that basically sums up my attitude about life right now. And I hadn't thought about it before, but I I like the way that you said it's like sex. You want to take your time and enjoy it. I don't. I'm at the point in my life where I don't want to do anything that feels like a job. I know that sounds selfish and childish, childlike and immature and all that stuff. I don't want to do anything that feels like a, a job. So uh, thank you for you're right. <laughs> something you're right. I mean, come on, like. You know, you have to take your time in, in, in things. You know, you can't rush anything. When you rush things, you miss out on right. a lot of things, you know. And when you take your time, then you'll get the fulfillment of what's supposed to be there for you, you know. Absolutely. And so I don't like to rush anything. I wanted it to come to me and, and take it slow and, and do what I want to do. I could be I could be a, a serialpreneur, entrepreneur, and do so many different things, but I have to enjoy every bit of everything that I'm doing. Very good. Very a positive message and a great way to end this conversation. I do thank you for uh, coming here and sharing your insights today. CaramelLucas.net. The link is in the description, folks. Uh, that's where you'll find the book. Now, the podcast link is also there and links to everything else she, she does and is involved in. Uh, when is the podcast? Uh, when do you publish? Um, the podcast is already published. Uh, when, when, and when, it's, when it's, it's everywhere. It's on Spotify, iTunes, is it um, weekly? Amazon, everywhere. Is it a weekly thing, a monthly thing? What? What? Um, it's like uh, when I schedule things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so it's not like on a steady, uh, like a steady schedule, like you do it every Friday or you know none of that stuff. Well, yeah, it's whenever. Like when I schedule some uh, things, like this week, I think I'm, I'm gonna go with that. So, yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the, with that model. Whenever I feel like doing it, uh, <laughs> I've been doing two shows uh, a day for a, a year, uh, and just like got burnt out on it. So I need to I need to adopt your attitude. <laughs> I, whenever I feel like it, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Well, thank hey. you for thank you for coming here. I, w- I wish you great success. I hope people go to your website, buy the book, check out the podcast, and support you in, in anything else you're doing. Any other uh, dates that we should know about as far as the, the comedy stuff coming up? Well, uh, no. Um, if you in the Lando uh, Lando area, Florida area, come out for my caramel birthday bash um, coming up the 21st of August. And if you're not, then hey, happy birthday! Thank you. You're like right on the cusp there of Leo and Virgo. What are you? Are you a Leo? Uh, at the I'm a Leo. All right. 
I'm I'm a Virgo. I'm born August 30th. So well, I was born August the 16th, but you know, I'm having my birthday bash on the 21st. Oh, so yeah, two days ago was your birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. I thank hope you, you enjoyed it. I hope it went well. Well, thank you for coming. I wish you great success and, and uh continued success and, and bye for now. Thank you. Bye. Cameron Lucas, folks, I hope you enjoyed that. Great insights there. Uh, Really inspiring person. I mean, doing living life on her own terms, uh, performing comedy on her own terms, writing on her own terms, podcasting on her own terms. You can't beat that. I mean, you know, we we live in a time where independence and and being free to do what you want to do and live life on your own terms is a uh, is in high 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 demand and it's something to, to aspire to not a lot of people have the bravery to do it so i salute her for doing it i hope you got a lot out of this program hope you come back and tell your friends about it and all that stuff write to me and let me know what you think about today's program info at minddogtv.com uh tonight who do we have johnny we have chris rydell will be with us another uh episode of meet the author so until then 8 p.m tonight i'm matt napo for the mind dog tv podcast thanks for coming have a great rest of your day i guess bye for now I have a music video coming out probably tonight. I'm trying to do something unique and new. Mikey got this new Taylor guitar uh, last week. We tried it on the gig. And I don't want to do an unboxing video, but I want to do a demonstration video on uh, using the uh, guitar in the recording studio and checking out uh, how it performs in a recording studio. It's something a little different than an um, unboxing video of a new guitar because there's plenty of people doing those unboxing things. So uh, I might reveal that tonight after the show. Who knows? 8 p.m. tonight. Join me then. Till then, I'm Matt Neville for the Mind Dog Podcast, which I already said. Bye for now. Bye for now. Have a great day.
to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 